On July 2nd Gabriel is at lowercase brewing in Seattle. July 3rd Hoquim Brewing Company in Hoquim, Washington. July 5th to 7th The Funny Bone in Tilly, Ohio. July 11th Gabriel is performing for incoming freshmen and their parents at Central Washington University. July 13th Gabriel is performing at a sex club in Portland, Oregon. That sounds like it will go well. Hey stop fucking everybody it's time for the comedy show. For more info and for all of Gabriel's show dates go to gabrielrutledge.com. Hey stop fucking everybody because episode 27 of Happiness Isn't Funny with Gabriel Rutledge starts right now. And now here's your host Gabriel Rutledge. Check, check. Wise men say only fools rush in. Is he going to keep going? But I can't help. He's probably done now. Falling in love with you. Uh, I'm done. Uh, Hey, greetings. From sunny Las Vegas. Um, you can probably hear the AC in the background. You might be able to hear music in the background. But that's going to have to do because I am not turning the AC off. Although the uh, the locals keep telling me it's very mild for almost July. It's very mild. It's a very mild 100 degrees. Uh which I think means if you laid down on the sidewalk, you would die in two hours. And normally, it would be like 48 minutes. So that's the test they do in Vegas. The sidewalk death rate is much slower than normal this year. And we're all very happy. Uh, it, it's Saturday as of this recording. I've been here since Monday. Monday to Sunday, which is a long-ass week Especially in a, I'm at the MGM Grand Casino uh, signature hotel. I'm not down there with the fucking asshole wedding parties, okay? In the regular hotel, I'm in the signature hotel. Um, I didn't know that when I checked in, but they sent me over here where the cool kids get to sleep. Uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, I really you lose your mind. In Las Vegas after a while. I mean, pe- people will email me like work stuff. Like, hey, are you open this week? And I'm like, well, what am-, am I open? I live here. This is Vegas, Gabe. I'm never leaving. This is my life. <laughs> uh, but uh, I needed to I needed to end. Uh, actually, my uh, my bride, my uh, my wife was here Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday with me in Vegas, which was great. Um, I think the last time we were in Vegas together was 15, 20 years ago. Um, and I think we've each been separately, but not together since then. And we haven't gone, spent the night more than one night, uh, in forever. I don't think since, uh, my kids were born. So that was nice just to complete a couple of conversations uh, to walk around, uh, 
without kids. And my, uh, I guess my mom was watching them and she said it went good. And she's like, I would do that again. So I'm like, all right, Christy, we're going to Toledo. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's a weird spot, Vegas, man. It's a weird, like this, this particular hotel, just walking, you know, it's a good 10, 15 minute walk to Brad Garrett's comedy club where I am. And, uh, you know, you're walking past people dressed super sexy. I've seen like three or four nipples. <laughs> uh, just boobs popped out, right? Just like, whoopsie doozles. Uh, people dressed super fancy, super, um, well, I don't say the word slutty anymore because that's shaming, but super sexually confident. And, uh, and then also like people with, you know, matching Johnson family, Vegas or bust, hashtag family good times t-shirts on. And then a lot of kids and there's like a water thing, water park type thing where you can bring an inner tube. So there's people with inner tubes and wet shorts walking through next to people in gowns, next to people with their nipples hanging out. Um, and I don't know what every dude under 30 thinks when they get to Vegas, they have to get some dumb sunglasses. And, uh, it's like, uh, I think they're all trying to look like, uh, Bradley, uh, Bradley Cooper from, uh, from, uh, Hangover. But, uh, they don't. They look like Zach Galifianakis from Hangover, but, <laughs> or Ed Helms, more likely. But, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of douchery. Is that a word? There's a lot of douchery here in Vegas. And uh the secret of Vegas that no one tells you in the advertising is people are tired as fuck here because there's like an obligation to day drink. And uh so, you know, people start getting hammered at 10 a.m. By the time you see them at night, they're stumbling around. Thank you. You guys are excited but tired. That's Vegas, man. That's... <laughs> You get off the plane and you're like, we're gonna start drinking now! <laughs> and then at 6 p.m. and you're like, <laughs> It's so dry. <laughs> I always forget day drinking leads to afternoon napping. I always forget that. I also uh, can't. I can't believe how expensive everything is here. When I was uh, a much younger man, I think even before I went to Vegas, that used to be the reputation was like, you know, obviously you're, they're going to get money out of you if you gamble, but like you can win it back at the buffet because the buffets are like 99 cents or whatever. No, there's not even a 1999 buffet in Vegas. Everything is expensive. I I got like a a, a chicken sandwich. When I got here, because I was starving at the food court in the MGM, it was like 25 bucks. Beers are like 10. It's, uh, I don't know. I think if Wisconsin started advertising as if you really want to, if you really want to drink on vacation, go to Wisconsin. Where you can't afford to not drink. No, we don't have any fun shows, but... If you want to just get fucked up, save your money, 
go to a Holiday Inn in Wisconsin where there's probably a water slide, and then go out to a bar and get drunk for a reasonable amount of money. You know? People from the coast should go to Wisconsin every summer just to get fucked up. Because, uh, you know, New York, L.A., a beer is like nine, ten bucks. There's, there's places in Wisconsin or other Midwest spots that are literally like, hey, it's two for one night. And you're like, whoa, how much is one? Two dollars. So I get two beers for two dollars? Yes, you do. Or shots for a dollar. Like, oh, okay. I think the economically correct choice for me is to black out then. Now, here in Vegas, where everything, even the, the comedy tickets to Brad Garrett's, which I think one of the reasons, I wasn't expecting the shows to be good, and the shows have been great, but I think one of the reasons is there's no comps. And so not only is everyone paying, like, the cheapest ticket's like 40 bucks. People are paying 40 to $60 a ticket, plus drinks, to see some asshole from Olympia do comedy. Uh, and then when Brad, Brad Garrett himself, you get it, he'll be here, uh, Sunday, and I think tickets are like 30 or 40 more bucks for that. But, uh, yeah, it's an expensive vacation. I think hotel rooms aren't that expensive comparatively, but, uh, everything else, crazy expensive. Luckily, I, uh, I don't have to pay for food because, uh, I get the, I get access to the employee cafeteria at MGM. And it's not great, but it's free. And, uh, you know, just because the food's not great doesn't mean you can't overeat. That's my motto. So it's important to really load up on mediocre food and then go, oh, shit, I forgot they have ice cream, and then have that before you go. Christy and I went to to one show. Um, it was called Fantasy. Where all your fantasies come true. And uh, that's true. If your fantasies are like rated R nudity and a lady singing, then yes, all your fantasies came true. It was just like boobs, you know. There were some boobs and then a lady hosting who was singing songs. And uh, it was kind of funny because, uh, I mean, I'm sure there was a time in Vegas where that's why you came here, right? Like. Seeing nipples was much more exciting in the 1970s. Uh, but yeah, it's just kind of funny where it's like, I mean, I literally, I saw, I saw some nipples just walking around the casino. Now, they weren't attached to, uh, as attractive people who were good at dancing. You know, it was well choreographed. You know me, I'm a sucker for choreography. But it is, it is kind of a throwback where they're, you know, the whole crowd has to kind of pretend like we're just blown away by a topless woman. <laughs> Whoa! Holy shit! All my fantasies are coming true! The only thing that could make this better is if a woman in a bikini was singing a Lady Gaga song while people danced behind her. La la, la la, it's happening! Oh my god! I haven't seen anything like this since I opened my laptop two hours ago in my hotel room. Even that was like a hundred bucks. Um, yeah, Dad's gonna tell you how much everything costs on vacation. Okay, that's my fucking job. 
Brad Garrett's comedy club's been great. And we, uh, very nice green room stocked with liquor. Free liquor. You know my favorite kind. Even Wisconsin can't top free. Uh, so yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a fun week, but it's been a long week. And, uh, I guess tomorrow I get to meet Brad. And I was, <laughs> I was sitting in the, sitting in the green room in the chair that I've been sitting in in the green room all week, kind of. And, uh, Paul, the headliner, was like, hey, Paul Orgata, very funny guy. He was like, hey, just to let you know, when Brad's here on Sunday, that's kind of his chair. And I was like, oh shit. I'm in dad's chair. I didn't know. Thanks for the heads up. On my, uh, on my flight down here, uh, I was, there was this, I posted about this on Facebook too, but, uh, I, uh, there was this kid on my flight named Jameson. And everyone know that, knew that on the plane because, you know, the mom's like, Jameson! No, Jameson! 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 Um, and so I said, I said to my seatmate, I was like, hey, it's a little early in the morning for a Jameson, isn't it? Got nothing. I bombed. Could have been a language barrier. Uh, but, you know, I bombed. I bombed on a plane. And, uh, I posted that on Facebook and the ori- originally I put a hashtag, uh, snuck a bomb through security. And a pilot that I know, he used to run a comedy club in, uh, near Minneapolis. He sent me a message and he was like, you've got to take that hashtag down because TSA searches social media for any trouble, anything about bombs, anything about, and I'm like, oh shit. Okay. So I did. I took it down. I, I edited that hashtag out, but I thought that was, I was, I, I appreciated the heads up, but I didn't know it was to that point where you're like, you can't even, uh, you can't even do that. I don't know. If you're going to name a kid after, if I was going to name one of my kids after liquor, I don't think it would be Jameson. Evan Williams? Got a first and middle name? Maybe just bottom shelf. Bottom shelf Rutledge. Bottom shelf! Get over here! You were raised better. No bottom shelf. <laughs> I guess I'm assuming if I had a kid named Bottom Shelf, he wouldn't be doing a lot of positive activities. But I guess he could. Bottom shelf? You got an A on your test. The uh, the host for this week, uh, Derek Richards, who is, I mean, he's like a headliner, but he lives here. So in Vegas, he's hosting. He brought in uh, some whiskey. Red, red Breast? Yeah, Red Breast. Uh, which was delicious. And, uh, he, he brought it in because we had been, I, he asked if I liked whiskey. I said yes. And then, uh, so my wife was there at the green room and Derek's like, oh yeah, I brought this in. I was talking to your husband about how he both liked whiskey. And my wife's like, did he tell you about the cheap shit he drinks? And I'm like, honey, don't embarrass me in front of my new friends. And get out of Brad's chair. Um, but I don't, I'm not like, if it's a good whiskey, I'm not going to dump ginger ale in it. I'm, you know, I just, uh, I think I'm, you know, I usually don't buy good whiskey. Um, but red breast delicious. Apparently it's at Costco for 40 something bucks. Um, and that is my recommendation of the week. 
Have I fulfilled all your fantasies, gentlemen? That's what the, <laughs> that's what the singing host kept saying at the fantasy show. Are all your fantasies coming true? I'm like, well, no, not really. I mean, you still have pants on. Oh, you wanted full nudity fantasies? I guess they were. They're not pants. I don't mean pants, but like, you know, bikini bottoms and such. Uh, also, not to be uh, too big of a social justice warrior, but uh, I was kind of surprised all the uh, all the dancers were white. Um, there was one that might not have been white, and I kept yelling at her, "Are you white?" But like, people didn't respond to that very well. Uh, but yeah, that surprised me a little bit. Uh, my wife, uh, saw, you know, they're doing some like dancing gymnastics type moves. And so my wife was like, I bet she was a, uh, I bet she was a gymnast. And then she did some, uh, sleuthing and, uh, found out who the person was. And then they were like a, uh, a high level gymnast. Uh, which I thought was kind of funny. Cause I, I think the important thing is if your kid is in gymnastics right now, um, just because they don't make the Olympics doesn't mean it can't lead to something else. Like, making all your fantasies come true? What if you did some of your gymnastics uh, stuff topless? You know, think outside the box. Yeah, go for the gold. But if that doesn't work out, settle for a topless review. A gig's a gig. Hello. This is a commercial word for Anchor Podcasts, the easiest way to host your podcast. Um, If you don't have a podcast, congratulations. You probably have an enjoyable life full of friends, family, and fun. Uh, But if you do have a podcast... um, I'm sorry, and you should use Anchor Podcasts. Uh, it's easy. It's free. Uh, they distribute everything for you. They give you sponsorship, which apparently is just talking about Anchor. I guess that's their sponsorship, but I don't want to brag, but I make, you know, maybe six bucks a month doing this. So worth it? Of course it is. Uh, go to anchor.fm or the Anchor app. We now return to another riveting episode of the Rutledges. Have I mentioned my wife was a gymnast? I might have. I don't know. She was a state champ on floor in high school. And and, uh, probably could have got some college scholarships and stuff, but uh, she didn't want to do anymore. She quit. And uh, yeah, it all paid off. You don't need to go to college when you're going to marry me, who also is not going to go to college. Sometimes two wrongs do make a right. That was in our vows. And uh, I get it, because, you know, yeah, sure, I wasn't state champion at anything, but I, you know, I played third base for the JV baseball team when I was a sophomore, and then I quit, because I wanted to work at a grocery store. So, you know, I get it. La da da da. da. Uh, I got a uh, I got a message on Facebook. You can message me if you want. Someone did. Um, 
Gabriel at GabrielRutledge.com or uh, this person messaged me on Facebook. I don't know if you guys have heard of that, but I have 5,000 fake friends on there. Uh, so I got this. I got, hold on. I got to find it. Where is my message? Clickety-click. Hold on. Hold on. Not the greatest internet here at the MGM signature. Okay. Here's my message. Uh, hi. I just watched one of your videos about daughters and manipulation. It was very good. I also noticed your eyes. I am a nurse and also have had thyroid issues. I recommend getting your thyroid levels checked by a doctor. Sorry to be so unsolicited with advice, but I wish someone had told me years ago if they knew I needed a checkup. Your comedy is amazing, by the way. I hope you come to Australia one day. <laughs> if this is what having fans is like, fucking forget it. Uh, I responded, uh, ha, my thyroid levels are fine. Thanks for your concern. And then she said, that's good. Uh, because I have, I have had my thyroid levels checked. Um, but I just, <laughs> what the fuck? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're also a buggy eyed bitch like I am, but no, I don't have a thyroid problem. This is what the internet does to you. Like, eventually you're just like, am I the grossest, weirdest person that ever lived? How am I just walking down the street with my giant thyroid eyeballs? I mean, I thought, I thought my eyeball, all, uh, hello, I thought my eyeballs were a comedic gift. You know, I thought like, hey, I can use them to be expressive. And sure, I look like I'm high all the time when I'm probably just drunk. But, you know, I consider them to be a comedic gift, my eyeballs. But no, medical concern. Hey, saw you perform comedy. Looks like you should start running. You look overweight. Fuck all of you. Uh, anyway, I thought that was pretty hilarious. That uh, Is it considered fan mail when they're concerned about your health? Hey, big fan, uh, love your material about drinking, but I noticed from your skin tone that your liver might be failing. So that's something to keep checked on. Hope you come to Australia. Uh, I will not be going to Australia. Um, I can't afford to buy a ticket for me and a separate ticket for my giant fucking eyeballs. So can't afford it. Love to. Can't go. I guess I'm probably going to be getting a lot less, uh, <laughs> is that fan mail? A lot less messages because, uh, I, I don't know what happened, but, uh, my, that daughter's thing, what it, it, the original people who shared it, that was up to 2 million views and it kind of stalled out there. And then on laugh therapy, it was like a 5.1 million views and then it, it's gone. It's just gone. It's gone. It's all over. Oh. Um, I actually sent him a message. I was like, I don't even know how you guys got my clip to begin with. Uh, but, uh, why'd you take it away? Cause <laughs> I missed the exposure. Uh, so, you know, whatever. It's kind of a bummer. I was getting, you know, I'm over a thousand subscribers on YouTube now and 
uh, it was nice. It was nice having a little uh, something like that happening, and I guess it's gone. Um, and like I said, I don't know how it got in there in the first place. So, uh, you know, I would love them to do another clip of mine, but it's... Uh, I've had other people ask me, other comics, are like, hey, how'd you, how, how'd you get so many views on your clip? I'm like, I don't know. That's all comedy advice and life advice, especially internet stuff where it's like we're all asking people who won the lottery for advice. Hey, you got really lucky at something. How do I do that? I don't know. Not sure. Have you had your thyroid levels checked? Because that could be something. I should just make a video of me standing there. Where the camera pans around me. And then the title of the video would be, What do you think is wrong with me? Like one of those uh, reality shows about plastic surgery where they get out the Sharpie and just work on only put marks in all your problem areas. <laughs> or the biggest loser. Is that show still on? Where they like make you weigh in in like a two-piece bikini or some like tiny shorts if you're a man. Like you're already over 300 pounds. Why are we humiliating people? Oh man, I was doing so good with my uh, calorie app. Until I got here. Vegas Gabe doesn't give a shit about calories. I'm starting to see what happened to Elvis. Wise men say I'd like some pie. Everyone knows Elvis died on the toilet, but not everyone knows he died on the toilet next to a casino cafeteria. On my way to the cafeteria, I have to pass like some of the finest dining in the world, by the way. There's like uh, uh, Iron Chef Masamoto has a restaurant. Uh, Tom Caliccio, who's like a top chef judge. Uh, all the all the TV chefs have shit here. Robert Irvine across the street. Gordon Ramsay. David Copperfield has a restaurant. Is this your appetizer? Uh, no, he doesn't have a restaurant, but he is in this building. I was talking to my wife about, uh, I just watched, uh, there's a documentary about the amazing Jonathan on YouTube. That's, uh, it's really good. He's like a, a comedian magician guy who, I mean, he thought he was going to die. Not in the way that we all are, but he was really sick. Uh, but he didn't die. He's on like a farewell tour type thing. Uh, anyway, it's really good. But he, you know, was he's been a Vegas guy. He lived, had a residency and lived, I can't remember which hotel, but like in this big giant suite for like four or five years in the hotel. And then, you know, walked down to his sold out giant theater shows every night. And I said to my wife, that just sounds, that's the dream. Like, that's amazing. That's the dream. And she goes... I don't know. Sounds lonely. And uh, I guess that's why I do comedy, because to me it doesn't sound lonely. It sounds fucking amazing. I'll admit, my wife and kids weren't in that fantasy. The fantasy where I have a hotel residency. Uh, my wife and kids weren't in it. All right? Am I allowed those? Am I allowed a fantasy like that? I think I am. Um. 
Is this your fantasy? My wife and I were out having fun uh, when she was here, when we we we, we out be out on the floor, out drinking or whatever, and uh, you know, because there's a lot of uh, prostitution in Vegas. It's not legal technically; it's legal in surrounding areas, but it's you know, it's tolerated. It's not. It's part of the. It's part of the thing. And so uh, we'd we'd be looking around, and we saw we saw a guy with a. Uh, I guess you'd call it a sort of a permed rat tail, which, uh, sorry to turn you on like that, everyone listening, but this guy had a permed, it was like a curly rat tail looking thing, and he was with a lady who seemed, first of all, seemed too hot for him. I know that, you know, not everyone matches up with corresponding numbers, but she seemed a little out of his league, and she was also a, very, a little too affectionate. You know, a lot of thigh touching. And uh, so, you know, we're like, I wonder. And then we heard her say something about being from Russia, and I thought, you know what? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, I, I want to know how much it cost. Maybe it's on Yelp. I mean, I'm not going to do it. I just wonder how much it costs. I mean, you 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 can have free sex. Just two consenting adults have sex with no money, uh, <laughs> no money changing hands, and have huge regret about it. I can't even I can't even imagine the regret of like, ah, oh, that costs me a thousand dollars or whatever the hell it is. I mean, I can't even, there's uh, the the guy I'm working with, the guy headlining Paul, I guess I can say this, he, him and his wife went out to dinner, uh, some amazing fancy steak place, it was like $65 an ounce, and they got like six ounce steak, they spent, after tip it was $800, they spent $800 uh, on food, there's no way I wouldn't regret that. There's no way I wouldn't just wake up like, oh, God, what have I done? Now imagine having an $800 steak dinner and also uh, be worried you got a sexually transmitted disease. <laughs> at least at least Kobe beef isn't going to give you HPV. One of the things they have, uh, because it's MGM, you know, they make TV shows and movies and such. So they have like a CBS, Showtime, CW TV store, which uh, all the CBS shows, I I don't know any of them. I don't hear anyone talk about them. I didn't even know they existed. But one of the things they do is that as you're walking by, they go, hey, do you want to um, do you want to watch a test screening of a show? We'll pay you $75. It takes, I don't know how long it takes, 90 minutes or. And uh, I have to admit that made me think, no wonder TV shows are terrible. If that's, that's who you're getting your test screening from? Just people walking around with six foot tall margarita straws? Just five douchebags in aviator sunglasses and in a cloud of Axe body spray? You're going to ask them what they think of your TV show? That's your test screening? 
What did you guys think of it? Oh, that, that one chick was pretty hot. Thanks for your input. Here's $75. It's enough for a, a chicken sandwich and one drink. What a terrible way to decide what a good TV show is. Flagging down tourists? The same people that would that, that, that would meet up for a, a condo timeshare presentation are the same people in charge of the, like, the, the CBS fall lineup? <laughs> that can't be the best system. Oh, one more thing before I uh, get out of here. Um, <laughs> so that's like I'm on stage. One last thing before I go, you guys. Uh, I'm going to close on this. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually slightly worried about Sunday. Not worried, but like I've been thinking about Sunday with when I perform because Brad Garrett hosts. So he's going to do like 30 minutes and then introduce me who's going to do 10 or 15. They just These people just saw what they came for, right? They just saw Brad Garrett destroy a room for 30 minutes. And then he's going to say, please welcome Gabriel Rutledge. And they're just going to be like, what the fuck is this? Uh, so that's going to be interesting. I mean, I, I've had a great week, but I also don't want to bomb in front of Brad Garrett. You know, his name's on the club. Um, so anyway, uh, I'm going to leave you with this. <laughs> Uh, last week, I on the p- podcast, I was talking about, you know, I was in some contest at the Hard Rock Casino in Reno. I got to get out of casinos, man. Um, and uh, it's just I expressed regret because I shouldn't have done the contest because contests are crazy and you never know. Oh, my God. It's the drama is still going about that stupid contest. I have messages in my inbox about how I should have won. I have messages about how different people should have won. I have messages about how the person who won should have won. I have people are like, the judges weren't biased. People knew people from before. They had previous relationships. It wasn't fair. We all got set up. Uh, it, and I'm just, it's over. It's over. Maybe it wasn't that fair. What are we supposed to do? Uh, contact the commissioner of comedy competitions? The whole thing's made up. We rolled the dice and we lost. It doesn't I don't know if it was fair or not, but I have <laughs> I have I have no I have no uh desire to uh you know file a protest. So uh I just my instincts were right. I shouldn't have done the contest because uh this is the shit that happens. And uh so now people are arguing about a thing that doesn't matter because they wanted look, I would have loved to finish higher. I could use the fucking five hundred dollars or a thousand more dollars, but like it's it's over. I mean, not to be I felt like I was the strongest comic in that comedy competition before I went in. I feel like it after. I don't care what the results have to say. Or even if I'm not, it's the same as it was before, is my point. Uh, it was just one night, and uh, look, a lot of people's dreams have died in Reno, Tahoe, all right? Johnny Cash shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. Uh, we did it for a comedy competition. 
So just slight update on that, which I'm just like, ah, this, why did I do this? Now I'm involved in all this fucking drama. Um, so anyway, it's, this is, this is the weird thing about Vegas. Like, I think everyone who lives here, they kind of have a low, constant disdain for humanity. Because you're in a tourist spot. You just see the worst of people, right? People stumbling around, looking like idiots, being dumb. And I think if you work around that constantly, after a while you're just like, ugh, people. Which I get that. And even being here a week, I get it. And, and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to go home. I got to Gabe, <laughs> Vegas Gabe has got to go. And at the same time, if Brad Garrett was like, hey, do you want to come down here once a month for the next year? I'd be like, fuck yes, I do. That's the weird Vegas thing where you're like, I got to get out of here and I can't wait to get back. All right, that's it. Leave me uh, leave me an iTunes review. I have a couple of new iTunes reviews. No words, so I can't. Uh, I, w- I would read them if uh, if the, if you leave words. If you just leave five stars, thank you. But um, uh, I can't you know, leave some words. Just put words. Five stars. Um, thanks for listening. This podcast is free, and it's worth it. Talk to you next week. I need a jacket for this next song, something nice. Wow, it's nice.